Nice. Long one. Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome aboard. How are you, Nick? I am very good. Very hot? Thanks. <laughs> no, you mean you look really sweaty. <laughs> I've got a bit of a sheen. It is a bit warm. It's warm. What are we talking about this week? We Film? are talking about a movie, and it's my favourite time of the week when we get to talk about a movie. Me too. And this week, we are going to Canada. We are talking about the disappearance at Clifton Hill. Oh, you said that like it was a spooky movie. <laughs> That's what I expected. Me too. I expected a horror film. From all my research, which yep. was seeing the poster and <laughs> Did reading the, the synopsis, <laughs> I thought, oh, we're getting a haunted house, maybe. Yeah. That sort of thing. Is that because I said hall instead of hill during the last episode? I don't think so, because <laughs> the the poster is very that sort of yeah, vibe, is. isn't it? It isn't at all like that, though, is it? It's no, a, not it's at all. It's a drama it's a mystery thriller. It is. A whodunit. Yeah. Um, it's, again, like it says, it's called The Disappearance at Clifton Hill. It's from 2019. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 40 minutes and is currently rated a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Stars a lady called Tuppence Middleton. Great name. Great name. She plays Abby. Um, you'll know her if you've got Netflix because she's in Sense8, which is Netflix's big TV show that they did a few years ago. It's quite an early, early success yeah, it was, for well, them, I think it was it? one of their earliest shows. And she's also in Mank, okay. which I've not got to yet. No, she's in, the imi- she's in The Imitation Game. I've seen know, that. I have as well, with Benedict Cumberbatch. And she's also in The Current War, which I also believe is Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, also stars a lady called Hannah Gross. Not so good name. <laughs> no, maybe not. Um, she plays her Abby's sister, Laurie. Um, she's in Joker. Okay. Um, and she's also in Mindhunter, which is another Netflix TV show. Sure. And then, rather randomly, this film stars David Cronenberg. Yeah. As Walter. And again, I, I knew that he was in this ahead of time before I switched it on and watched it. Yeah. I thought, oh, we're just getting a cameo. Cameo. No. No, he's like the he's third biggest important. character in it. Yeah, he is. He's like brings it, the guy who brings it all together. I mean, I also, we'll get into this more as we go on. First time we've had anyone playing the role of a podcaster. <laughs> exactly. On the podcast. It's a podcasting film. <laughs> we've got a podcasting film. Yeah, he's, he's not known for his acting. Is he? He's more of a filmmaker. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, but yeah, he's in it. And he's good in it. He's pretty good. Yeah. So I've got no issue with it. It's directed by a guy called Albert Shin. Good name. <laughs> Another good name. Um, you probably won't have heard of anything he's done before. He also wrote this film alongside a guy called James Schultz, who again, probably won't have heard of. Good. Do you have a one word review? Splashy. Splashy? Yeah. Why? Lots of splashing. <laughs> Fair enough. Things getting found in the water. Yeah. People going over the falls. It's set. Yeah, we should probably say it's set in the on the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. It is, yeah. Which is the more commercial side, isn't it? It's... I think that my first real positive of this would be they really use the setting well. Yeah, definitely. Because it's kind of out of season, isn't it? Yeah. And they really ramp up the creepy factor <laughs> of this small town. Yeah. But with all these sort of tourist lights switched off sort yeah. of thing. I really like that. I thought it was a good... Yeah, they really nailed the setting and it really added to this, I thought. I agree. I think I thought it was really... It came across as like a really eerie place, but it's actually not. It's like, yeah. it's like one of the most famous places in the world. We've actually been to Niagara Falls together. We did, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should put some pictures out. Okay, fine. We went to the American side. We did, we? yeah, which is nice. It's like a yeah. park, whereas the Canadian side's like a tourist theme park theme park yeah <laughs> so where does this film start nick uh, a man catches some trout <laughs> he does indeed in said 
River? No, Lake Basin. Basin, yeah, it is a bay. Walter calls it a basin does, later on. Yeah. yeah, it's at the bottom and a bit further downriver to Niagara Falls. Correct. Yeah, they're fishing. There's, there's a, a young family. So there's a, a father, two daughters, and a mother. Sure. The young girl, who is Abby, as a youngster, she goes off to get some water. I think she's seven. Is she? I think I'm sure that's what she says later. Sounds about on. right. Yeah. And um, she goes off to get some water from this spring, I guess, or tap, or yeah. whatever it was. Um, and while she's there, she sees a young boy. So she's at the bottom of a gully, isn't she? Yeah, good word. Uh, with the then there's sort of a road running along the top, top of the of ridge. It. Yeah. Uh, and she's yeah she spots this this boy about halfway up. Yeah. And he spots her. Yeah, he does. They see each other. They make eye contact. They make eye contact. <laughs> the boy's only got one eye. <laughs> um, he he has a patch over his other eye. And then suddenly he gets bundled into the back of a car. He gets beat up a little bit, knocked out, and then bundled into the he boot tells, of a car. Yeah, he tells Abby to shush. Yeah, she just puts before. his finger to her. I mouth. mean, if I'm being really picky, she was either very lucky or very skilled to not be spotted by this couple. Yeah, I agree. Because he, she wasn't very far away from the one-eyed boy. <laughs> she wasn't. And he was found pretty quickly and easily by these people. Yeah. So eventually he gets bundled off into the back of this car. Abby sees the whole thing. The, the adults are arguing, aren't they? Yes. Sort of a bit indistinct, but sort of yelling Shit's at going each other. Down. Yeah. Um, and then the film goes into its title, title card. Why was it jazz? I don't know. There's a weird soundtrack to this film. Yeah, that, <laughs> the jazz didn't fit for me. No, it maybe, doesn't. You're right. Maybe it just added to the eeriness. It's not so bad when we're out and about in the town, but just over the titles, it was odd. Yeah, strange. <laughs> strange decision. Uh, we cut straight from the title card back to a young girl on the bus who we quickly find out is Abby as a grown-up. Sure. It's a few years later, probably 20 years later. Yeah, fair guess. She meets up with a solicitor. She meets up with her sister, and they together meet up with a solicitor. They do. Who is like executing his mom's, their mum's will. Correct. Their mother has just died. Yeah, their dad's long dead. Yeah. Mother's just died. Died recently. And they have both come home. Yeah, back to where... Well, they... Abby's come home, Abby's so her sister's already there, yeah. hasn't she? And... Their mother owned a motel in town. Yeah. Known as the Rainbow. Do you know why it's called the Rainbow? Is it something to do with rainbows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bridge between America and Canada over Niagara Falls is called the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, okay. Good fact. Thanks. You have been over it. <laughs> you should probably have known it yourself. Um, as a long time ago. I yeah, it remember. was a long, very long time ago. Yeah, so the solicitor's selling the rainbow from underneath them because that was their mother's final wish. Yeah. Uh, the sisters don't seem to get along. They're, uh, they I have some crosswords. They've not. They're kind of estranged. They've not, yeah, they? they've not seen each other for a long time. So yeah. they're. This is a very strange situation, yeah. and and they're both sort of like, well, did she agree to sell it? Yeah. There's, it seems a bit and, mysterious and the to them. And being why. a bit. Yeah. Shaky, snaky. You can tell he's holding something back. Yeah, I think. At this point, you definitely can. Abby leaves that meeting and goes straight to the Rainbow, the hotel yeah. where she. Moves in, basically. Sits it all on, yeah. <laughs> she just switches it on and, and lives there for a bit. Um, it's, it's Like we said, it's in the town of Niagara. <laughs> I don't know. I presume the town's called Clifton Hill. I don't know. It's never or, mentioned. Or was the hit, was the were they on the hill when the boy got to... I don't know. I don't know. It's, it never comes It never up. mentions the words Clifton Hill in no. the whole film. It should be called The Disappearance at Niagara Falls. <laughs> but it's not. She goes to a bar. She's um she's troubled, I think is how you'd probably describe Abby. Yeah. She's a she's a troubled young lady. Yeah. So she goes to a bar 
She's in this bar. She meets the dude. He reveals he's new in town. And she tells him she's like a local that's just come back to town. He he says like, this place is a bit weird. Yeah. And she's kind of, this is where she says, you know, it's low season. It's very different for when there's, from when there's people, people running here. around in the summer. She um, even claims that they turn the falls down. Yeah. When, I don't know if that's true or if she was winding him up. But she, she said, oh no, it's controlled plug- from further up the river. Yeah. And because it, it, it more says, to the power station. It just annoys people. Yeah. Because it's just loud. Who live there. It is really so loud. So we turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true that is possible. Uh, she says they divert the water through the power station more than over the falls. But then she she spins him a load more lies, which we do know are definitely lies. Yeah. Because she tells him she's in town to do a study for her engineering degree. Yes. Uh, and then she tells him the story about how when you, when you graduate, you get an iron ring yeah. uh, made from some local it was from a bridge that had collapsed and killed 14 yeah. people uh, and like... she literally just heard that story on the bus on she the way into to. town so she she is spinning a yard she's a liar for that part yeah. um she also says that if it was up to her she would dry up the falls and get rid of them yeah. she doesn't like them um obviously she takes him back to her room sure she takes him back to the rainbow yeah <laughs> they... it's kitsch isn't it it's very kitsch it's very very much canadian motel <laughs> Uh, it's got red light bulbs for a yeah. start. <laughs> it's, uh, she knew what she was doing. She takes him back to this room. They start to get down. They do the naughty a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Until she reveals that she's a virgin. Yeah, but she kind of um, half She literally whispers it, it at him. So he does, and he's like, what? And she's like, nothing. I didn't say anything. But he freaks out. So he runs away. I just point. put, it's gone weird. He's left. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. she's like, yeah, you're too weird for me. He's like, you've just picked up a dude at a bar. And then you've told him that. He's like, nah, I'm done. And he, yeah. just, he literally just, he turns the proper lights on. Yes. And then leaves. So this room's got two different lights. It's got sex lights and normal lights. <laughs> sex lights. <laughs> Good work. Good work. <laughs> My next note says, the next morning a dude turns up. He's a cock. Now, <laughs> it, what, it, what I've written was COC, but he's CLC, yeah. which is the name of the company. So he's, he's from um, the company who wants to develop the land. Charles Lake. Lake Company the or third. Corporation. Yeah, he's he, called Charles Lake the Third. The, corp- the company's called the Charles Lake Corporation. Yeah. They're trying to buy the motel. Because they own most of the town. Town. Yeah, pretty much. He owns all of it. He wants to, he says, I think he says later on, he wants to turn it into a ultraviolet paintball map. He says or a, a glow in the dark glow paintball, in the dark paintball, arena. paintball arena. That was it. I mean, yeah, fine. Go for it. <laughs> Abby, on. See, he's, he's just trying, sorry, he's just trying to say to Abby, look. This is who I am. This is what's going to happen. This is our offer. Yeah. He's not. He's, yeah, he's all right. Look, he's if, not you nice talk, guy, but yeah. if you want to talk to me, you know, yeah, we'll right. work it through. You know, yeah, you've got on. we've got six weeks. Or the office. Yeah, there was something to do with six, six weeks, weeks or, or something, something like yeah. that. She can't get this thing off her mind of this boy that she'd seen when she was younger, though. Yeah, because she's she's back. She's back in town in and the, it was playing the on the her mind slightly. Um, and she finds the picture that was being that was taken on that particular day where she saw this. Yeah, the family picture. She finds a family picture. She also finds a picture that was taken from the other perspective. Yeah. So you can actually see the car that took this boy in this picture. Yeah, and a woman. And a yeah, and a woman in the who just got out of the car. It's a very convenient photo. It's, it's not a photo of anything. A really convenient plot device. <laughs> it really like, is. I think. Why is somebody taking later, a picture of that? Yeah, I think later on there's like a, a one line where the sisters are talking and and Abby says, "Oh, you know, Mum always used to take hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of, of photos." She does. Yeah, so it's a bit convenient. She had. She goes back to this spot where this disappearance happened, where this boy, where she saw this boy. Literally, a man walks out of the lake while she's yeah. there. 
A frog man. He's a frog man. He's a scuba man. Um, Turns out he's a treasure hunter. Indeed. And he is also David Cronenberg. This is where we meet Walter. Basically, what he says is he he knows the falls better than anybody. He dives this basin. Been doing it for years and years. Been doing it for pretty much his whole life because anything that goes over the falls ends up in this, where they are now, this basin. Yeah. And so he goes to see what he can find. He doesn't find a lot of stuff, but sometimes he finds value. Yeah, he says, oh, it's all cheap. I've got today is a load of fishing lures. Yeah. But I've had all sorts, yeah. you know, eyes. Yeah. Coins. Body parts. Yeah. All sorts. Um, he's also got a podcast. He sure has. This man's a podcaster. Um, his podcast is called Over the Falls, which is a great name for a podcast. Yeah. It's a water-based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought he was going to say it's called Bottom of the Falls. And I was like, don't be called that. <laughs> and then when he leaves, he says, make sure you rate and review. He does. Something know, everybody should do to all podcasts. <laughs> you should definitely do that. See, she leaves there. She goes to visit her sister. Yeah. Um, her sister's a, like a security guard in a... Is she in the casino? She's like security manager, yeah. yeah. She's, she's watching the um, watching the monitors, the basically. Eye in the sky. Yeah, Eye in the Sky. In the local casino. Um, she wants to talk about this picture that she's found and this boy that got she says yeah she says so abby says to laurie do you remember me telling you about the one-eyed boy and laurie yeah. says oh look, i'm at work can we talk about it later you told yeah. me lots of things you yeah. know you made up loads of stories you're a compulsive liar yeah <laughs> so she says meet me after work i'll be in the lobby at five o'clock yeah she can't wait she can't, yeah <laughs> but she doesn't go no she, I, I thought she she couldn't wait for that so because she took laurie's husband instead yeah, you're probably right. I'm just presuming it's following straight yeah, on the timeline. Yeah, you might be right. Um, so she goes to the police station. Yeah. And she does take Laurie's husband, who's like a... He's a security guard. He's, a, yeah, he's, he's like a rent-a-cop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's played by Noah Reed, who yes. is in Shit's Creek. And yeah. his, name's for, his name has gone out of my head. It was there a minute ago. I've not got it either. Who gets married to... David. David. Ah, what's his name? Might be <laughs> something like Patrick. Patrick, of course it is. Well done. Um, yeah, he plays Patrick in Shit's Creek. He also is in this film as uh, like a rent cop security guard. He's got a really good voice. He's a singer as well. Yes, check him out on YouTube. Um, he takes. He was good in this for the. F- he's, he's only in the like three scenes, scenes unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he takes it to the police station. She gets called in by a cop. Who's the cop, Nick? Uh, it's a guy who is identified by a badge on his uh, police uniform as Singh. He happens to be the same guy who she picked up at the bar. Yeah, what a coinkydink. <laughs> she, they get over that quite quickly and she says, I want to report a kidnapping. Yeah. Um, he's like, okay, what have you seen? And I thought this was a good back and forth Yeah, they had, they had a good banter these two. Yeah. Uh, she, he's like, okay, what have you seen? She says, in 1994. And then he pretty much cuts her off. He's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, he doesn't believe her at all. He's he's just like, well, thanks for coming in. See you later. Yeah. Um, but then Noah Reed, I don't know his character name in this, or in Shit's Creek, apparently. Um, Marcus. He kind of yeah. says, look, you need to take her a little bit seriously. Yeah, because he is a rent cop. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't just You've dismiss You've got to take her. some details. <laughs> yeah, of course you have. So he goes off to check missing persons files from 1994. Yes. And finds nothing. And um, he's really smug about it yeah, when like, he comes back yeah. as well. He's like, there's nothing. There's nobody reported missing from that time. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so she does. She she leaves. She's not going to get any help from the police. So she goes to check out some old newspapers in the library. Yeah, she gets out of the microfilm. Microfilm, that's the word. And we've seen this a few times. We have, yeah. In, in a bit of home investigation, that's what you like to see. You ever used a microfilm? No. Nor me. I'd quite like to. I wouldn't even know if I could... 
No, no. Access one anyway. <laughs> oh, I wonder if there is one around. We'll have to find out. While she's scanning through these newspapers at uber fast speeds, which is what microfilms do, um, she finds a report of a local celebrity's son who is presumed dead. Missing, presumed dead at exactly the same sort of time that we're talking about. Yes. But there's no reports on the police file. Correct. Because the police had had it down to suicide, I guess. So that's possibly But we find that out later on. It turns out this is the son of a local magic duo. Yep. Husband and wife. Who had a residency in the casino called the Magnificent Moulins. Yep. Which is a great name. Um, and she manages to find a video of them. In the in, library. In the library. I can buy that. I can yep, buy agreed. the... Uh, local library. Have would local have a footage. VHS section still. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> With some local celebs. <laughs> so she finds this very 90s video. It's, yeah, very much. Very, 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 very 90s. And she watches it and she sees that they've got tigers. They're tiger magicians. They're... Mr. Moulin yeah. has got amazing magician facial hair. He has. It's awesome. It's, it's like so pointy it's proper and cool everywhere. Beard. <laughs> it's a proper cool beard. She kind of leaves that section of the story now and she goes back to the selling of the hotel story. Well, she, <laughs> she kind of spots a woman in the background of the yeah. video who looks a bit like the woman from the photo, but it's... We're not going to make that connection just yet. Maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, she goes to visit the rich guy. Charles Lake. Charles Lake the third, Because um, he's the guy who wants to buy the rainbow. This is where he tells her he's going to turn it into a glow-in-the-dark di- glow paintball maze. Yeah, so she says, well, can I have a job? Yeah, if you're going to sell my company, my family business, can I have a job? He says, okay, well, come and meet me. We'll do this properly. Come and meet me. We'll discuss it. And she's um, like... But I need to leave now. We're going... I'm going somewhere. Yeah, she says, I've got to meet my family. Yeah. And then, then it cuts to her in the car with him. Yeah, so she's, she's like, like, are you going to town? Ar- strong-armed her she, way She's in. strong-armed a lift into town. He reveals at this point that he knew the Mulans because they worked for him because he owned this casino. Because as they're driving, you can see over the other side of the falls... Yeah. There's a billboard for them. Yeah. So they've moved from the Canadian, Canadian side, side the and American they've now got side. a show uh, over in the States. All these years later. Yeah. And she's and, and that's how Abby gets the conversation going. Because she's, oh, I remember, remember them, them from you, when I was a kid. Them? He reveals he does remember them. They used to work for his company. Yeah. And she, he also reveals that he knew the son of their, their son. Because they sure. would have been roughly the same age, I guess. But he says as soon as their kid went missing, the kid killed himself, he says, doesn't yeah. he? As soon as that happened, the Mulans kind of couldn't get on and left the area. And he kind of says, oh, the kid was trouble anyway. Yeah, the kid was bad news. Then, later on that day, her sister shows up at the motel. And she's like, have you been living here? <laughs> yes, she has. What have the lights been on for three days? But she says, you didn't come and see me after work. And yes, I do remember you telling me about the one-eyed boy. Yeah. That's what she says. But then I also remember all the other crazy stories you used to tell me. Yeah, your active imagination. Yeah, you've got a very active imagination. Um. But then she kind of goes through and tells Laurie everything that she's learned so far. Yeah, she says, look, give, give me, me a chance. Give me a chance. Give me, me two minutes. Um, and she recaps what we found. Yeah, which is, and this is where she reveals that the woman in the video kind of looks a lot like the woman in the picture. Yeah. Which she really does because this woman has a look. Yeah. <laughs> and you are not mistaking her. She's a, she's a strange looking lady. <laughs> when the system makes the connection and she's like, shit. She gets on board at that point. The, the extra bit that is revealed here that's, that we've not been privy to so far, which kind of clinches it, is that the date on the, the photo, which is handily printed, yeah. Uh, so they know the date that Abby saw the one-eyed boy, was four days before the newspaper article yeah. about the missing, missing presumed dead boy. Yeah, so everything's kind of coming into line. So they 
find a connection to Walter as well. I think he's mentioned in the news report. Yeah, a lot, so her sister Laurie finds this. Because he, he was Walter's in a famous local family as well. Who are divers. Yeah, called the Diving Bells because his name's Walter Bell. And they are they they were part escape artists. Yeah. Um, but also rescuers. Yeah. So th- they if anybody went missing in the falls, they'd know about it. Yeah, basically. and they'd they'd be retrieving they'd be the ones them. retrieving the bodies. Because uh, he says you usually would find body parts because it's such a long fall. Yeah, you're gonna the body's just gonna break up. But we never found any. This comes later on, but he says we never found this. Sure, kid. and 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 Laurie finds out there was two brothers and two sisters or something like that. And one yeah. of them was called Walter. So yeah, things are starting to connect. Click into place. So she, so, they listen to his podcast a little bit, don't they? He gets a, yes. He gets a number there. Uh, he gets to listen. Which is always nice. And he says, this is my podcast. I broadcasting live from the whatever. Alien cafe or something. Yeah. It's, it's an alien themed diner. Yeah. So they go there. They, they go for dinner at this. I can't remember what it was called. It, it was, looked cool. It did look cool as fuck. <laughs> she, even when they walked in, the waitress like, greet, greeted him was like, hello, earthlings. Area 51 down. diner or yeah. something like that. So they head down, they head in there and she quickly loses her. She goes downstairs to the toilet. Yeah. And makes her way into the bowels of the building. Walter just happens where to be recording. Walter happens to be recording his podcast and just finishing the yeah. recording of his podcast. So she goes in. She goes in and obviously they've met before and she instantly, she just asked him, what happened to Alex Mulan? Yeah. Mulan. He kind of shuts up at that point. He goes it's a bit like, coy, doesn't he? And I he's thought like, you were from Vancouver. Yeah, what, are you... what are you doing asking about this? And then she sort of, yeah, again, recaps, I'm a local yeah. motel, blah, blah, blah. And and he's then, on board. Yeah, because he says to her, come and find me later on. He's really mysterious. He's like, I'm in a blue car outside the diner up the road. Yeah, third, third come on, on your, your left. <laughs> come on your own. Um, so then she goes back to her sister. Um, her sister what asks her what happened in Toronto. Yeah. So we're trying to piece together a bit of backstory of Abby now at this point. She says that she had a boyfriend. It all went to shit when she started lying to him. She checked herself into rehab for a little bit. And then her mum died. And now you're up to date. So... This so, is the story she's telling at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're getting that, you know, she has these, I think Laurie says it later on, you know, you go mi- go missing. We just don't hear from you yeah. for months at a time. And then you turn They have back a up. name for them, don't they? I can't remember what it is. They're like your episodes or something. Yeah. It's not episodes, it's something like that. Um, but that's the story she tells us at this point. Her sister buys it, she believes it, but then she leaves. She's like, right, I need to go now. We've just gone into this really deep conversation. Yeah. But I'm going now. Yeah, I've got to go. I can't go home. So she leaves money on the table. So, which gives Abby a good excuse to just go and find Walter. Sure. And this is where he reveals, look, we never found any body parts for him. Yeah. Which a, we always a, find body parts. we found parts. a cap and a shoe. A cap and a shoe. That's all they ever found. But then he reveals something even more shocking. Yeah. And that um, Charles Lake III, the guy we've met earlier, had a special interest in young boys. Yeah. And Alex is not the first one that's gone missing. You see, he calls him the pervert prince. He does. <laughs> which is a great name, to be fair. Um, I mean, not if you're being called it. No, no. (laughs) The last thing you want to be called. (laughs) So, and he says to her, look, I can't look into this. I'm too deep. You need, you can though, keep looking, keep digging, see what you can find. He's been debunked as a crackpot, basically, basically, hasn't he? Yeah. It's conspiracy theorist, isn't he? So he's done a podcast about this story before. Yeah. So she listens to that for a bit. Yeah. Which is quite a good, clever device because it all, we get a voiceover at various points. Yeah. Of Walter's character, and it's just excerpts from his podcast. I thought it was quite neat. David Cronenberg's got a really nice voice. He should probably do a podcast. Yeah, it, it just it, I would listen to that. It sounded nice. Dave, give us a call. Give us a call. Come on. Uh, but on this podcast, the voiceovers like 
it's very strange that there's never been a body. We always find a body. We were all body parts. Sure. Um, this was definitely not a suicide. And the pervert prince has done it before. And he reveals another boy's name. Yes. So she goes, right, I'm going to go and see this guy, this Charles Lake III. And she does. She goes to see him. Um, she agrees to sell the hotel to him. She signed all the she documents. She signed all the documents. Everything sorted. That, that's why she's there. She, really, she's just there to have a nose around the place. Yeah, but she's used it as an excuse yeah. to go and sort it out. Um, she asks him again about Alex, and he kind of warns her off, doesn't he? He's, He's like, "Look, you're very inquisitive, aren't yeah, you?" Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't quite. And like she it. says, "Me, oh, I did journalism at yeah." And university. he says, "Don't listen to all the crazies in their tinfoil hats in this town." But then she manages to get a name, which she is what's a picture she does on his wall, yeah, which is signed, yeah, and it's of the Mulans, yeah, and Alex, yes, and a tiger, yes. <laughs> then she manages to get a name of the lady in the picture. It's signed. Yeah. So the picture on the wall is signed BM. Yeah. Beverly Mole. Yeah. Um, which is quite clever because then she, but she cross references that with the credits of the film. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, oh, is that one of the Mulans? BM. But it could be. But it's not. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So she gets his initials off this picture, which she cross references with the credits from the video. Yeah. Comes up with the name Bev Mole. Yeah. Another great name. That night, though, he comes looking for her. Yeah, Charles Lake the Third. Charles Lake the Third is hammering on the motel. He's hammering door. on the motel door. Um, so she manages to escape. She escapes out the back of the motel, and she runs through this. Yeah, he's angry. Yeah, he's really angry. He's not happy about something, and she runs through this town, and we get a little bit of this. Now it is proper full-on creep zone. Yeah, it is because it's the, all the people. Everywhere's open. Yeah. but there's nobody there, so everybody's trying to get people into their tourist attractions. But there's nobody in the town. It's really weird. It's like an empty funhouse kind of vibe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and she does. She runs into a fun or a haunted house. Yeah, it's attraction. like a like a horror walkthrough type maze thing. Kind yeah. of thing. A bit like there was in Funhouse Massacre. Yeah. But not as massacre-y. <laughs> um, so she pays to go in there and she hides from him in there. Uh, but he must have seen her come in because he stands in the lobby and he starts shouting at her. Was it shout because or was I that what it was? I, I think don't know so. if he took the microphone. He might have been on the tunnel. It was just a bit open. weird yeah, it was, how it was. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he was on the tunnel. Because all the lights go on. Yeah. And you just see that this is, oh, there's not much to this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It, we, we find out that she had signed all these papers in disappearing ink, yeah. which she had brought from one of his joke shops. And he says that. That's my joke shop. This is my fun house. I own this town. I'm going You're to out. own this hotel. Yeah. To stop pissing about stop gaming about and the police are outside to meet her yeah but he just leaves he doesn't wait yeah he just leaves out the back door yeah and the police say right you're barred from here you're yeah. barred from this you can't go to near any of his properties yeah. it's this cop that doesn't like her already yeah. and a, a lady cop and yeah she's like that's fine i, I don't want to go near any of his properties uh, so she goes to her sister to give her the news that, about beverly mole who we found out won the lottery in 1995 was this more library research that they got this info from yeah i think they got it from like news once they had a name they found more newspapers okay. didn't they because they got they had a newspaper they had an actual newspaper of her winning oh, okay. the lottery for it she won the lottery in 1995 which was a year after alex went missing correct um and oh no 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 so i know where the trail started go on so abby got laurie to check the casino patrons. Yes, she did. And bev mole was banned from the casino in 1996 yes because she'd won the lottery and then was a bit of a twist. Pissed it all away. And from that, she manages to get Beverly's phone number. There's a really convoluted way around it, but yeah. she does get it. They also find out that her husband was assaulted and paralyzed 
1994 in a home invasion. Yes. This woman's not had an easy 94, 95, 96. Uh, oh, it's been eventful. <laughs> it's up, definitely been eventful for years. Ups and downs. So she gets Beverly on the phone and she tricks Beverly into thinking that she's calling from the casino. Yeah. And she's like, we want you to come back. We've got an accidental ban on your account. Sure. Um, come back. We'll give you a free stay, a couple of nights in a hotel and $100 to use in the casino or something. But she's just trying to basically lure her yeah. out into public. She's redeem it whenever you want. Yeah. No, no rush. And yeah. Bev, Bev Moore just goes, Friday? And yeah, she turns up. Um, conveniently, Abby owns a hotel. Yeah. So she's booked her a room. That's, it's a fairly good plan. It's a, Yeah, it it's, it's works, doesn't it? He books her a room at this hotel and we meet Beverly Mole for the first time. And this is a character. Yeah. <laughs> what a lady this is. She's uh, She's got some hair. Quite a lot of it. It's not her own. <laughs> I would describe her as Melissa McCarthy on meth. <laughs> That's a great shout. That is a great shout. She's very abrupt, very rude when she checks in. She says like three words to Abby when she checks in. Basically, Abby's lured her there. I think she lured her there because she wanted to speak to the husband. I think so, Because Beverly goes out the next morning to obviously go to the casino. And Abby breaks into the room. Or gets into the... She shouldn't break in. It's her room. Yeah. We saw her take the husband. Exactly. But where is the husband? In the fucking cupboard, isn't he? He's in the fucking wardrobe. (laughs) Um, he's chained he's chained up in the wardrobe because Beverly Mole is a psychopath yeah her, um, and has chained her wheelchair bound husband to the yeah. wall in the cupboard he's also on oxygen he can barely speak he can yeah. barely breathe he's, uh, he's not in a good way this guy Abby asks him about Alex Malone straight away about the boy he says the boy was fine when we left him yeah so this is confirmation that they were the two people that kidnapped the boy absolutely um, but they were trying to save him I guess well, this is their story. And he wanted to go to the police, but Beverly stopped him going to the police. He also says, talks about tigers a lot. Yeah, he did. Because he said the boy was covered in scratches yeah. from a tiger, it wasn't as which they'd tigers. photographed. Yeah. And, but it wasn't them. They were trying to help him, but they got blackmailed into taking Something convoluted happened. Obviously, Beverly's headed over to the casino. This isn't real. The casino thing isn't real. So Abby was on borrowed time of how soon Beverly was going to come back. And she comes back quite quickly. Abby quickly shoves Jerry back Quick, in the cupboard. Was he called Jerry? Yeah. Quickly shoves him back in the cupboard, gets out, goes back to the front desk before Beverly... Oh, no, she hides in the cupboard. Yeah. Because Beverly and Jerry check out because there's no reason for them to be in town anymore. The casino thing's not real. And Abby's hiding in the wardrobe the whole time. Um, then the lawyer shows up. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot going on in this film, and there is a lot that goes on in this film. But the lawyer shows up, and he's like, you may have signed those papers in Disappearing Ink, but you did sign those papers. Yeah, it's binding. It's binding. <laughs> um. What are you playing at? They now own the hotel. They now it's there now their motel. It's, it's, you've you've made a faux pas there, and so he says, "Well, just take the money, go and start your life again somewhere else." So again, Abby asks, similar to the start of the, of the movie when the sisters asked, she, yeah. she says to the lawyer, "Is this what my mother wanted to do?" Yeah, and he gives a bit more of an answer this time, but it's still a bit of a tease, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, completely. He, he says. She was at peace with the decision. Yeah. It doesn't say, yes, this is what she wanted to do. It was a decision that she had made peace with. Yeah. So something is going on in the background that we're not knowing about at this point. Abby goes back to see Walter. Yeah. To kind of update him on what she's found. Yeah. And she's she's pieced it all together. So she gives Walter a whole story now of what's happened. So Bev Mole was the tiger trainer. Yes. For the marvellous Moulins. Yes. And... Her theory is now that Bevmore was blackmailing them. Yeah. Uh, because they 
they'd forced their they'd kid forced the kid to be in the act with the tiger. There was an accident and something had happened. Hence the one eye, I guess, and why and he's the scarring, why, why he's scratching. Beverly had loads of pictures of the scars. Alex had escaped. Bev is though complicit in this because she's the animal trainer. Sure. So she tracked him down and took him back. That's how I understood this story. But then they never heard from him again. Walter's very dismissive. Yeah. He's like, there's more to this. You've totally ignored what I told you about. Yeah. He's like, Charles I'm Lake not buying it. I'm not buying it. You, yeah, you can't connect it to this guy for a start, the pedo guy. She now, Abby now thinks that the Mulans killed their son. Yeah. When she gets back to the hotel, the locks have been changed and there's a sign up. With Fast the work. CLC Corporation yeah. sign up. Then there's an ever evidence gathering montage. <laughs> it, it kind of speeds up itself a little bit here, doesn't it? There's it does, loads, yeah. She's going around collecting evidence and it's just all done as a montage. And it ends with her going to watch a magnificent Moulin show in yeah, America. Yeah, she crosses the border. She does cross the border. She heads over to America. Luckily, they're just on the other side of the, the yeah. lake. And she goes to watch one of their shows. And they do a, they do the standard turning a man into a tiger trick. Sure. And we've all, we've all been there. It's still 90s magic. But it's, yeah, it's, it's they've not changed their acts for a very Roy, long time. Yeah. Cheesy, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they do a meet and greet after the show. So Abby goes to meet them. Somehow, I don't get, I didn't get how she got the photos of Alex. She's got the photos of Alex's back all scarred up. I, but don't know where they came from. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> I, sure when she made like, the copy. Something I might I've missed. missed. She had copies. She got it was during this montage. Yeah. But I don't know how she got them. But she's got pictures of Alex with his back all scarred up. And she confronts them at this meet and greet with them. And she says, I'll be at the diner across the road, because everybody meets at diners across the road yeah, in this film. That's what happens. Um, come and meet me and we'll discuss this. And they do. They show up. They're they're not as friendly off stage as they are on stage. No way. Uh, <laughs> Especially Mrs. Mulan. Mrs. Mulan is a total bitch. <laughs> she is. She's tell, the waitress comes over and asks if they want any coffee and she's like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to this waitress's face. But this waitress, I feel like, has dealt with them before. Definitely. Because um, she did come back a couple of times and ask again. Um, but Abby straight up says to them, why did you kill your kid? Yeah. And she literally comes out of it straight away. And she says I want the truth. Yeah. I don't want money. Yeah, they, they think, say, they well, think she's there for money. They're like, she's like, yeah, they've, they're adamant that she's, they've obviously been tracked down for money before. Yeah. People have tried to blackmail them before. Well, I think that's what Bev was doing at, yeah, exactly. at the start. Um, she's like, I don't want the money. I'm not interested in your money. I, I want to know what happened to this boy. Um, and they give two stories. They, they do. Which is, I, I thought, of, I really liked it. So she's like, Bev went to fetch Alex. Yeah. We never saw him again. Yeah, he never, never brought him back. back. She never brought we him back. We don't know. We don't know what happened to him from there. Or, Alex was too soft to be in our show. It was his fault. It was all his fault. His, she him. says it was his fault more than the Tigers. Yeah. And so we threw him off a cliff. Yeah. Basically, um, yeah, the, the Tigers had him and we, we chucked him disposed, over the, of the, disposed of the body. Um, and then Mrs. Mulan says one of these is true and one is a lie. Um, it's all on tape as well. Yeah. She says you um, decide which one. You decide which one. It's up to you. You've got them both on tape. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and then she tells her to fuck off. And she fucking... She look, Abby looks terrified and she runs out. Yeah. She literally runs away. She'd been doing so well. Yeah, she and had. She, and she just she got really intimidated by these two magicians. Yeah. Because they did like a magic trick in front of her, didn't they? They burned the picture and then the picture was there yeah. again. And, um, and she starts having a bit of a turn. Yeah, she does. She gets to the customs desk. She tries to run straight she through. And the guy's to, like, whoa. You can't just run into Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, But then she shows her passport. And passes out. And then passes out on the floor. 
And then she wakes up and she's back in Canada. Yeah, back in the police station. In the police station. Sitting at Officer Singh's desk. And she didn't have her own passport. No. See, we didn't see this. We didn't see this when she went to America. She actually used Laurie's passport, her sister's passport. Because, and we get the truth now of where Abby's been for the last 18 months. Because Abby has been in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Pretending to have retrograde amnesia. (laughs) She was a bit of a local celebrity. Yeah, she was uh, this... um, missing woman that nobody knew who she was she just turned up and claimed that she didn't know who she was and it all got it all came true it yeah. all came out eventually she was exposed the, the as, lies all unraveled yeah. and she's actually banned from america yeah i don't know if that's a thing but she's actually banned from america for being a liar <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole mess it's like um, extortion and yeah there was a whole sort of fraud mess going and, on. and the re- the reveal is that their her mother paid all of the legal bills and that's why she needed needs to sell the hotel. Yeah, so she 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 used a loan financed against the sale of the motel. Yes, but then died. Yeah, unfortunately, at the wrong time. But now nobody will believe her story about the Mulans because everybody knows that she's a compulsive liar. So to the point where she's banned from America for lying. We have suddenly got we suspected, but we are now certain we have got an unreliable narrator. Yes, which makes this all take on a whole different yeah, exactly. view. We don't know what we don't know now. What's real? And what's That's not the real. big twist in this. Yeah, definitely. It, it's not the, you know, the stuff about the money and the hotel. Yeah, it, it's the fact that we can't trust this woman now. Exactly. As a viewer, we can't. We don't know now what's true and what's not yeah. true. And that's like you say, that is where it all comes from. She goes to Beverly Mole's house. She does. She sneaks in. She sneaks just in. Just as Bev goes out. Just, yeah, just as Bev goes out, she sneaks in. She speaks to the husband Jerry again, and. She's like, I'll help you. I can get you away from this. He says, I want to make it right. Yeah. I want to help. I want to sort it out. And she agrees to help him. And then in the next scene, we don't know what the rest of this conversation was, but people start getting arrested. Yeah. Again, a Um, montage of houses being stormed. Bev's house gets raided. She comes out with a knife and gets tased. (laughs) And a wig falls off. And a wig falls off. That was great. It really made me laugh. Um, She gets tased so hard, her hair falls off. (laughs) All the while, Walter's podcast is playing in the background because yeah. he's revealing the truth now. This is his long-awaited follow-up, follow-up episode. episode. To this. Charles Lake III gets arrested. I don't know where that connection is. Jerry's showing him a load of evidence to the cops. So, so I'm guessing Jerry's so he was, shop said, yeah, this, he was, he was with messing with, yeah. with our kid. Okay. And then we get a bottom of the stream news report because <laughs> it's bottom of the stream and that's what happens. And it's basically... This case from 1994 has just exploded. Yeah. Um, basically, this kid was tortured by his parents, abused by his, um, abused by a degenerate. The news, the news yeah. guy says, and then fed to the tigers. Hence why we never found a body. Um, and then the ending happens. Yeah. <laughs> Abby's got a job in a different hotel, a yeah. posh, nice, big hotel. Yeah, it's on reception, isn't she? Yeah. And a man walks in to yep. check in. He's wearing an eye patch. He is. And she's she instantly like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's not many people walking around with eye, with with eye patches, surely. No, exactly. She says to him, are you local? Are you, are you a visitor? Where are you from? And how long are you here? And he says, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Yeah, she's like, have you ever been before? He doesn't have ID. No, he wants to pay by cash. She says, have you ever been before? He says, this is my first time back in a long time. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's newspapers, there's a pile of newspapers on the desk that show... Charles Lake III being arrested. Yeah. And this man says, that man never hurt that kid. Yeah, He saved true. his life. And then the film ends. Yeah. What did you think? I, I really like the ending. I've I, I well. got to say... Do you think it was him? 
I think it was him. Yeah. But I don't know if I trust there was anyone really there. Oh, you think it was in her head? Well, maybe. Maybe. Because we can't trust anything from her point of view. And it was all from her point of view. That's very true. So, and if you're taking that approach, then you either can't trust anything before he walks in. Yeah. Or you can't trust that bit because she's a compulsive liar. (laughs) That's very true. You're right. You could, can you even trust that she even seen the boy in the first place when she was a kid? D- it's not necessarily. No, but I, it's got to be based on something. Of course, so, it has, yeah. Yeah, um, but but then that was the first of what led to all these fantastical stories that we Laurie yeah. mentioned. Um, yeah, I I really like the ambiguity of it. Yeah, and agreed. that. Uh, yeah, you don't know who to trust. I love that it threw a whole shadow over. Was Charles like a paedophile? Paedophile or not? <laughs> you know, or was the whole Bev Mole? Was the whole? Was it all made up from a photo and a VHS? Yeah. And she's put it all together. Uh, Abby's put it all together, and none of it was true. Yeah, I don't know. Or was it all true? Yeah, exactly. Or it's, just don't oh, the know. whole thing's thrown into thing's doubt, been, and yeah. I loved it. I thought I was. I agree. I I think this was brilliant. I really, I, I, I really fun. enjoyed it. I did. I it was I, a real I felt, pleasant surprise. I was really involved in the story, and I was like. When she broke into Beverly's house, I was like, this is going places now. And I'm really excited by it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. I really enjoyed it. I, it was a real pleasant surprise. Um, I wasn't expecting to. Like you said, it was, I thought it just... It was a neat twist. Yeah, it was. I was expecting classic boring horror film. Yeah. It's not that. It's a nice, it's a mystery thriller. And it it is, genuinely is. It's got a bit of like Twin Peaks to it, hasn't it? Yeah. With just the sort of creepiness. Yeah. Sort of bit Everybody's wet a little and bit windy, weird. dank sort of northern town yeah there's lots of weird characters bit of fargo to it as well isn't there yeah yeah that's fair uh and it's it's slow but it's well paced it is slow paced yeah but then towards the end it paces it it really picks up towards the end and then when it hits its crescendo the the bit it hit too much of a pace when it was like oh she says to the bloke i'll help you and then suddenly everybody's getting arrested. Yeah, that's all done it's in like, two minutes. Two, yeah, montage. and it's like, I'd like to have seen how that developed, but yeah. we're at one hour and 40 by this point. Especially when we've had this whole thing of the police, that police guy distrusting her. Yeah. Are we missing something there where actually it would have been, a, might have been quite nice it to would see have been, her yeah. go, actually. Here's all the fucking evidence. Yeah, I've put all this together. What the fuck are you going to do? Talk to it? this disabled man. Yeah. His wife's been abusing him Maybe, for years. maybe that's fair. Fair I think there's one scene, maybe one scene missing. Uh, but I, I thought the performances were good. I thought Tuppence Middleton was was good. She, I, I think she's one of the. That's one of the best performances we've seen in a long time. I, and and the reason why I think that is is because I come out of watching this not knowing what that character is, and I, but I mean that as a compliment yep, because she she sold it really well. Agree. I, I, I and the, I I like that the end through the whole previous hour and. 38 minutes into doubt yeah so. the whole film's just that last scene throws the whole film out i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i very much enjoyed it how would you turn the tide on it um yeah i think i think like i, I said, think that's that all it needs detail would be nice just a couple of extra little scenes in there just to pace the ending a bit better yeah that's all it needs other than that i think it's brilliant i wouldn't change much about it at all i don't think i would really there's there's a couple of little contrivances in there, like we said about the photos, but you need it to get you, the thing into that gear. Happen, that don't just you? happens. That happens in, it? it happens in blockbuster. Exactly. But yeah, no. Bit, maybe a bit more uh, Noah Reed. Yeah, a lot more Noah Reed. Always. 
more, much more narrowly, please. Or just go and make more Shit's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk stream table? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Want me to run through it? Sure. So we have currently at the bottom of the stream table is Temple, closely followed by Room 205, then After, Happy Anniversary, TikTok from last week, John Henry, Urge, and currently at the top of the stream is In the Shadow of the Moon. Okay. Where does the disappearance at Clifton Hill fit into that stream table? I am going to suggest it goes right at the top. I am going to agree. <laughs> I wouldn't have taken anything less than that. And I'd... I don't think it's particularly close. I was just going to say the same thing. I was going to say, because I wouldn't have taken less than that. And I don't think it's even close. It's just... much tighter than yeah. the shadow i enjoyed in the shadow of the moon yeah quite a lot but you could drive a truck through a lot of the holes <laughs> in it. you really can this is a lot tighter the performances are better uh it's it is creepy it is it's weird it's, it's a good, really good weird. story it's it is creepy it's got some great there's no reason for this one to be at the bottom of the stream this this is a good film i that think nobody has seen it is yeah it is low budget but it doesn't need to be high budget no you don't you don't need high budget do you know what i mean it, it, yeah. yeah but it's not gonna get a a sort of force of promotion behind no. it because it's just a low budget little crime thriller yeah but it's great yeah agreed it, it's it's the best film we've seen in this series it, it genuinely is and like you said a minute ago it's not even close but i would be surprised if this isn't right up there at the end I'd be well happy if it's we saw It's a new benchmark. Better. It is, definitely. Let's put it that way. I'd be very happy if we saw something better than that this season. I'd be a happy boy. Good. Do you want to pick next week's film? Yes. What What would you like? I want to play my wild card. Wild card. Ooh, really? Yes. Nice. What would that be, episode nine? Let's go from the best I'm excited. movie. <laughs> best I movie to do with my hands. We've, we've seen this season. Yep. To what I'm hoping... We'll be right down there because this is all your fault. You have challenged our <laughs> patrons and ourselves with our wild cards this season to find the worst movie. I have indeed. I would like us to watch a movie called Alien Warfare. Alien Warfare? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'm excited. Big budget, surely. I'm feeling well. I'm looking it up on IMDb. Aliens. Okay. So, Alien spaceships. Warfare. Has a Netflix logo on its poster, but I'm not sure <laughs> if it should have because it's an old Netflix poster. Okay. It's an old Netflix logo on a 2019 film. So it's from 2019. It's a 15. It runs for one hour and 28 minutes. A team of Navy SEALs investigates a mysterious science outpost only to have to combat a squad of formidable alien soldiers. Great. What are you doing? I think you've got a chance here. I'm not going to lie. Um, the poster looks pretty uh, low does. budget. Do you know what it's rated at on IMDb? No. 2.6. Okay, we're down there. We are down there. Let's see if anybody's in it that we've heard of. What a treat this will be. I'm excited. I'm not recognising any names, I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't looked. <laughs> I haven't looked in that detail. But I'm I'm taking that as a good thing. I'm excited too. Okay, so yeah, it's 2.6 out of 10. It's called Alien Warfare and it's from 2019. So go and check out that and then... Check us, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, 
letterboxed at BOTS underscore podcast. Our email address, if you want to email us for any particular reason, is bottom of the stream at gmail.com and our website is bottom of the stream.com. I've just updated the website. The stream tables are all up to date. You just need to do some of the writing for them. It's all done. How is it? Yeah, it's on letterboxed. I just, I just oh, copy and paste it from Letterboxd. Yeah. Because um, they're all up to date as well. So yeah, the stream tables are all fully up to date on the website now, so go and check them out. And also, if you want to, you can get some merch from there. You can buy some bottom of the stream. Cool. You can even get a shower curtain if you want one. Um, also, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash bottom of the stream for a couple of quid every month. You can get early access to episodes. You get the movie episode four days early now. Um, we're going to do some bonus episodes soon. Nick writes a newsletter every month. That's due. That'll be... Uh, That's overdue. Yeah, next couple of days. <laughs> and... If you come in at the top level, you can get a wild card. So as Nick's just played his wild card, you could play yours and you could pick the film that we watch. Um, and also come and join us in Discord. Discord link will be at the bottom of the show notes. We, there's loads of people in there now chatting away every day. We're talking about all sorts of cool stuff. Excellent. If you have got a couple of minutes spare, can you please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts? That could be Podbean, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find us, which is all the podcast places. It is, all of them. Maybe you could write a review, throw it off Niagara Falls, and then in a little while, David Cronenberg will find it <laughs> on one of his many dives. That'd be awesome. That and would could be awesome. Come on the podcast and read he it out. deliver to it to the stream boat. Oh, we could pick him up on the stream oh, boat. we could, yeah. There Dave, Dave if you want a lift, we'll bring the stream boat over. We'll, I don't think it'd survive a trip over the falls. We've got bit, to get over the Atlantic first. True, yeah, there is that. It's a bit rackety. Uh, yeah, so cool. Do all of that and then go and watch Alien Warfare. And we'll come back next week for the Monday. And we'll come back next week on Monday for The Wave and on Thursday for our movie show. Cheers. Bye. Bye.